You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of Los Angeles Magazine. I'm Gina Grad. And I'm Brian Bishop. And today and we're going to answer some more of your listener questions. We yeah. had such a fun time doing this last time. Got some positive well. feedback, Gina, from uh, none other than my mother, uh, who I spoke to <laughs> earlier today and said, I really enjoyed the last episode. And I'm like, was that the Q&A one? She goes, it was. So it, it's hitting with all demos. Okay. So here's the thing. As they generally say, and as they've said in the TV business forever, when you get one letter sent to the network, that represents a million people. Yeah, so, a million moms love our show. Right. So perfect. We'll do um we'll do this next Q&A uh, part 2 round for for the other million moms that are obviously obsessed with us. And let me you know, take care of a little bit of business at the top. First of all, if you want your question answered, you have something curious uh, that you're curious about, I should say, uh, about us, the show, Los Angeles, whatever, uh, our uh, our uh, handles are right here at the bottom, at grad. If you want to send us a, uh, a tweet, uh, an Instagram message, whatever, uh, we're open to suggestions. Also, I I meant to mention this, uh, speaking of moms, I meant to mention this a couple of times and I forgot and now I feel bad. Because a very nice woman, um, who I believe her name is Carol, a listener of our show, uh, ordered one of my books, a signed copy Wonderful. of my book, um, a few, a couple, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, I replied to her as I often do, and I'm like, "Hey, Carol, I'm happy to personalize this, right? Whatever, dedicate you know, for someone else, right. for you, whatever." And she has not gotten back to me yet. Uh, the email address seems like one of those older ones you would have signed up for PayPal. You know what I mean? Maybe 10 years ago. Let me guess. Rocket mail. One of, one of those. Hot, um, one of the warm or hot mails. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It might be linked to the earth. Um, yeah, yeah, either yeah. way, either way, um, Carol, if you're listening, thank you. And that's why you <laughs> haven't gotten your book. I replied a couple of times that I don't know if you got it. So uh, if you're listening, get back in touch with me or I may just have to like mail her a letter because I have her mailing address, but I don't want to sign, you know, maybe the books for her sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's smart. Um, And, you know, because it's a woman, you can't be like, thanks, chief. Hey, thanks, boss. Hey, hey, you. Hey, you. Thanks again. I think that's smart. Instead of you seeking her out, I'm glad you've put it out here for her to come to us. Yes, uh, I, I've reached out a couple of times and, and I feel like it's going into the ether. So, Carol, I'm here. Let me know what you'd like in your book. Yeah, because if we have two listeners that are really, really into us, it's Carol and your mother. That's right. That's our, those are our P1 listeners. So we're, we're destined to find Carol. Jesus. So you people seem to really love the Q&As and I, I, we're, we're so glad. We thought we would do it again. There was a bunch we didn't get to and we can do these, you know, as often as you have questions. Um, some of them are about us specifically. Some of them are about the city. Some are about the places we go. We got a really nice compliment too from someone who not only does not live in LA, but has no desire to come to LA, but enjoys our banter so much that they like learning about the city uh, through the the comfort of their own home and in, in parts right. unknown, <laughs> they feel like this is this is the cheapest tourist uh, attraction they'll ever they'll ever get. They, they enjoy our patter. Exactly. Now we've been doing this a while. I mean, Brian and I have been doing this a long, long while. But this show is still a fairly new venture. So I thought we would start with a question that's a little bit of a. I got I kind of got put on my heels at first. I got a little defensive. Oh. Like you know, I thought I felt like I was being challenged, but then I realized, oh no most people 
don't know who we are. We are very famous in our tiniest crack of our corner of the world, but new listeners would like to know a little more about us. Well, I'm a huge celebrity uh, to my mom and to Carol. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that anyone knows who I am. So you may have to reintroduce yourself. This is from my favorite handle, by the way, Mad Dog 2020. I can't believe that wasn't taken. Delicious, refreshing Mad Dog 2020. Gina, so nice they named it twice. Yes. What's I the mean, price? 50 twice. <laughs> this is a buck. Second only to Night Train. Have you ever That's had right. Night Train? Uh, thankfully, believe it or not, I have not. I have oh, in my college days sampled some of the um, lower shelf uh, offerings. Uh-huh. Oh my god, we should do a Dan Dunn episode. This simply cheap drinks. You know what I mean? Like low, low, bottom shelf. Call it. Yeah, amnesia inducers. There you go. Okay, so Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. I can't believe it wasn't taking you. Thank you for the question, Mr. Dog. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, not that you need qualifications to do this these days, but for us noobs, what are your qualifications? <laughs> and have you done anything else in the entertainment industry? You know what? Fair question. How dare you, Mr. Dog? Carol is pissed. But it's like, you know, at first I was like, wait, it doesn't sound like we've been doing this for a while. But I think it's a genuine question. People who come from L.A. Magazine are thinking like, yeah, who's Heckle and Jekyll? So why don't we, why don't you go first? And no, we'll no, you know what? I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you on the spot oh. completely. I'm put us on the spot completely okay. because this just occurred to me. Yeah. Uh, I did not plan this out uh, and I did not warn you, but okay. I'm I'm going to give as best I can your qualifications you do as best you can give my qualifications this should be interesting start with only fans and work your way backwards okay yeah how we got here this is this is the part where um john levy would tell us what would your friends want you to say right oh interesting okay Mm. take it away brian i'm done go ahead Okay, great. Um, so, Gina cut, I- Gina, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, <laughs> Gina comes from um, radio royalty. Uh, her dad mm-hmm. was a longtime sports caster, sports broadcaster. He, he was a uh, sports radio personality uh, heard uh, all across this country. And um, yeah, Mr. Steve Grad. And uh, so Gina comes up. Uh, it's in her, it's in her blood, for God's sake. It's yeah. in her bones. Um, and she has. So I don't know if you're first radio gig was at klsx but uh was it was that your first radio gig? it was not counting college yes so there you go gene's first i i i say paid in quotes paid yeah, radio please, gig please. was uh at 97.1 klsx here in los angeles where uh, i was the wacky sound effect sidekick on the morning show and gina did everything else behind the scenes the rest of the rest of the uh broadcast hours uh screening calls and which by the way i also started off screening calls it's a great way to learn this business of broadcasting yes. i imagine it's not quite what it was you know in, in the radio heyday but you are, Jeannie, you know, you are effectively a de facto producer behind the oh, scenes. You're you putting you're putting content on the air. You know, you're 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 curating the, yes. the show for the most part. You you gatekeep the listeners, which is some would say the most important job on a radio show. Yeah, you're furthering the discussion. You're throwing fuel in the fire, whatever right. it is. Uh, you know, you kind of pick. Obviously, the host picks the calls, but you're 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 uh, shopping for the groceries, and, he, yeah. and the host is making the meal. Exactly. We're basically the casting directors presenting you your choices, and now you have to pick one. 
So, yes, you're right. And I also, you wouldn't have heard this because you had probably been long asleep by then, but I also did the news every night. Most of the time, Tim Conway Jr. made me do it as Robin Quivers, but I eventually got to do it as hmm. myself. That's fun because you eventually went on to work for KFI in the news department. So Gina has uh, has a strong news background, as Thank you can you. tell from her dulcet tone. She is a <laughs> uh, she is a, uh, a seasoned voiceover oh. uh, artist. Uh, you might know her best from uh, Rose, right? Street Fighter Two is that what is that what? Multiple Street Fighters, four, five, possibly okay. six. There you go. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, uh, give us a little, give us a little rose. Well, uh, you know what? Um, how much I want to <laughs> give us give us the weather as rose. I, I honestly, oh. I, 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 you are putting me on the spot, and we come from a very yes and background. I wouldn't even know how to do that because the only line I was famous for was "Soul Spark." And I don't know how to do the the pers- the oh the actual the dialect. Yeah, I it okay, just good. was soul throw, soul spark. <laughs> if that sounds familiar, that's because you've played Rose in Street Fighter. There you go. Okay, so me. Rose in Street Fighter, and Gina went on to become yeah. the uh, third voice on the Adam Carolla show, which is where you and I started working together. We had met obviously uh, many times. I've been Way on back. your podcast, the Pretty Good yeah. Podcast, um, and. Uh, yeah, had uh, eventually became co-workers at the Adam Carolla show when you were hired as a third voice uh, doing the news and all sorts of other fun stuff. Uh, you I mentioned you concurrently um, were doing KFI, the news at nighttime, and you also were burning the candle at apparently all three ends at some point because you were doing a morning show as well, yep. which is just a wild schedule. So. Thank you, uh, yeah. Brian. The, the morning show with uh, Mark Thompson out here yep. in Los Angeles. Was that syndicated or was that just LA? It was syndicated like up the coast. Okay. So, Cal, so uh, a West local. Coast, a West coast yeah. uh, presence. And then Gina is uh, very recently a published author. Uh, 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 the book is uh, My Extra Mom and is available on Amazon. Is it available beyond Amazon or is it just Amazon? Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, what Brian, that was what, really good. What did I miss? Yeah, not, you really hit all the, the major beats. Uh, right. Yeah. A lot of time in terrestrial radio. A lot of when, you know, people say, you know, well, I've been podcasting for six, seven years. So I've been doing this forever. I always go, oh, you kids. <laughs> uh, because right when our station flipped, Brian and my station, when he was on in the morning and I was on at night, um, I immediately, I mean, within the next two days, uh, Tim Conway Jr. and Brian Whitman, who I'd been working with, and our good buddy Randy Wang went right to podcasting. That sort of moved and gave way to Randy and I doing, as you said, the pretty good podcast, which you've been on for seven years every day, plus the pretty good Lost cast when Lost was on, the pretty good oh. Bad cast when Breaking Bad was on, the Gina and Randy show through uh, our buddy Frank Kramer at the Toad Hop Network. Um, so I we just we just kind of never stopped talking, Brian and I. Um, I. I also do all the hosting for Planet TV stuff. So we're just kind of always talking. And Brian, you did a really amazing job. I hope I can live up to this for you because this was not, I did not get your Wikipedia page ready, but I don't think I need it. Um, Brian, young Brian started, well, let's go back a little bit, uh, film major at the coveted USC. So you're, you're already wrong. <laughs> wait, 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 wait,
English. I started. Major? I started off. You know, you you're two for two. I started off as print journalism, and I eventually ended up with creative writing, English. Yes. Yeah, so got it. Well, it's go. more impressive. I just wanted to highlight that you went to USC because there's been so much scandal around people fake getting into USC. Oh sure. And I don't think the bishops have that kind of juice. No, I think you got no, in no. the old-fashioned way. Please, uh, no. I I feel you got like it I on merit. I feel like I snuck in right before their the the the. Uh, the university um, uh, guide, admission guidelines kind of went up. So sure. I feel like I'm running on the coattails of younger, smarter people. Understood. Okay, great. Well, he did that for a while and uh, then went over to the world-famous K-Rock, K-R-O-Q, which is truly world-famous and very least nationally known, and uh, was over there. You started in 1990-ish. This Nine? is all wrong. No, close. Um, I, I I finished USC in 2000, and I think I started at K-Rock in mid-01, fall-01. Yeah. I was actually there for 9-11, uh, which you have your own crazy 9-11 yeah. story. But like people people call radio stations in times of emergency, you know, they they do. to get information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were giving out you know, blood bank information, stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, and then uh, you become you become a dispatcher at that point yeah. on a when something really horrible is happening. That's true. Um, so yeah, I was I was I started at K Rock screening calls in mid one let's say, and then they moved to their Culver City studios, which they've been at forever. Um, uh, which is funny because, <laughs> which is so okay. Here, how do I describe this? Someone outside the area. When did you come to LA? Two thousand three. Okay, so this would have been right around there. It would have been like oh two, oh three. So um uh K Rock um had this snarky uh imaging, right? Imaging is like the voice like you're listening to the to the oh. world famous blah blah what are you they, you have it let's you have it in your town and chances are it's done in another town. It's it's Correct. it's likely done in LA or New York. I'm glad like you pumped said out that. to every other station. Yes. I, I'm glad you said that because I do a lot of imaging for stations for cities I've never been in. And if you are local and you do listen to KFI, uh, that is my voice as the imaging. So there you go. go. Ahead. So that's that's imaging, and and the yeah. imaging that K Rock adopted upon moving was it was a very snarky, almost um, sarcastic, you know, tone like broadcasting from a dumpy little building. Uh, broadcasting from a dumpy little building in beautiful downtown Culver city. And the idea was that like they were making fun of beautiful, beautiful downtown Culver right, city right. in the ensuing years. Culver oh. city in fact became quite beautiful. Like it, oh. it became like a shining star in the midst of LA. Yeah, and, we can't, we can't afford Culver city. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and K rock uh, in their wisdom never changed their imaging. So ironically it went from, it went from tongue in cheek to like people would listen and be like, yeah, that cover city is beautiful. I don't, know, I don't know what the joke is here. Yeah. And I've seen the studio and it is a dump. So yeah, the studio sucks, right but point. like they're, they're, they're a stone's throw away from, you yeah. know, a very, a very nice area. Yeah. Well said. And so you, you started there over on Loveline. No, I started at K rock and went to Loveline. But what, oh, you were just screening like music during the day. Yeah, I was doing like the flashback lunch, you know, Tammy Heidi's God. flashback lunch, taking requests. Um, yeah. It felt a little disingenuous because we didn't play the requests. <laughs> the, the playlists are all generated hours in yeah. advance. That's um, another, that's something that I think people would be disappointed to know that this is, this is, algor music is algorithm heavy and mm -hmm. requests are very not true most of the time. 
unless you're listening to a specialty show or it's yeah. like so and so's, you know, um, you know, digging deep into the, you know, the history of Led yeah. Zeppelin. Maybe they'll play your request if you have something. Or maybe if it's, you know, an old school Delilah or uh, yeah, Casey Kasem. Yeah, that sure. was their whole shtick, Shadow Stevens. Yeah. And you might, totally. And you might be thinking, but I've heard people request songs on the radio. What happens is, first of all, there's only so many songs in the rotation. So someone's going to call in with a yes. request at some point that matches what's already been programmed. And if you want to hear let's just say the red hot chili peppers. I don't know. Kara plays them, but you know, the red hot chili peppers, uh, chances are, uh, they're going to be playing them the next hour and they'll record your voice and, uh, and play it up. No one's ever on the air live, by the way. No, those all, most of the time, those get recorded during commercial breaks. There you go. God, are we just, are we just depressing everybody right now? Are they? No. Sorry to, to to add glue to your uh, your puzzle. Uh, yes, I was at K Rock for a, I don't know a year or so, and then uh, got asked to screen calls at Love Life. Yes, so you did that forever and ever, and then in let's see, because I was here and I was a P one listener when Howard Stern left ninety seven point one, and Adam Carolla came in. That had to be two thousand five or six the uh the show debuted like january 2nd 2006 ha <laughs> okay so you so you went from k-rock to klsx doing much more eventually much more on that show than screening calls you were sure enough, that's the call screener yeah eventually you know became the wacky sound effects side a, a, a dear as as legend has it and I can't confirm this, perhaps you can, but a dear friend and a consummate professional dared to take a honeymoon and uh, <laughs> lost his spot at the at the the voice box, yes? Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much what happened. I was given a, <laughs> a week or two or whatever it was to to be, uh, you know, do the sound effects. And I, I guess I impressed the boss man enough that he's yeah. like, you're, you're doing this full time now. Yeah. So you stuck with that show until we all flipped. And for people who don't know, flipping formats means we were talk and now we're adult contemporary or now we're pop music. When it flips, that means we flip from one type of music or one type of show to another. So we all we all got fired. I'm sure everyone's experienced this who's listening. It's, you know, you tune into your favorite um, uh, country station and it's pop. You know what I mean? All exactly. of a sudden one day. The next day you're very confused. So we were there then uh, shortly, shortly after. I, I mean, right when I said, you know, we hit the ground running podcasting. So did Adam Carolla. And within what weeks you were over there with him? Uh, it was a little longer, but it feel, feels brisk and brief. He started podcasting right away, but kind of on his own, out of his house, you know, as podcasts, like our podcast is. Um, right. But uh, he eventually saw, this was 2009, he eventually yeah. saw, you know, the uh, the forest for the trees. It was like, this podcasting has a, you know, has a future. And at some point he invited me and Teresa Strasser, our uh, third voice at the time, to uh to, to join him in this new venture yeah so you've you were with him for give or take fourteen thousand years huh, that's right around there and uh yeah so brian and i who had had met and been friendly and you know whatever uh started working together full time for just at eight years and then we were uh we 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 did did he have a gina and baldectomy 
I, I guess you could say that. I think, I think that's, I think it's a, yeah. So, uh, let's the just show say, flipped. The show flipped say, formats. Yeah. The show flipped. That's right. People tuned in one day. It was different. The show flipped formats. And then we had, I don't know, five minutes to breathe. And then we came back together here. So hopefully that is helpful. Uh, and if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out. But I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. I mentioned your book, I guess. I, I was just it. about to say I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Carol's favorite book. That's right. Well, she, might not, she, she has no idea. <laughs> she hasn't read it. The book Shrinkage, which, hold on, I can do the subheading. Something manhood and the tumor yep. that tried to kill me. What manhood am I missing? first. Manhood mm, manicotti. Marriage. Marriage. Manhood, yeah. marriage, and the tumor that tried to kill me. Amazing book. Only if I if I dare say, uh really funny, really interesting. Brian, I know for a fact definitely had to get legal involved in at least one chapter. <laughs> and much easier to read knowing that he's still very much on this mortal coil. So read it. Don't be afraid. He's here. Everything's fine. The hero lives in the amazing end. book. That's exactly right. It's I don't want to spoil it for you, but sometimes people are a little trepidatious to pick up those books, if you know what I mean. He's here. He's he's fine. And please, please buy it. There you go. Um, so yeah, that brings okay, us to so today. <laughs> so that's who we are. Let's get a little more local. And I'm talking hyper local. This is from Daniel Wheatley, a great guy, uh, wanted to solicit this question from us. I need a list of delicatessens. Mm. Y'all decide the length and criteria. Sure, New York has theirs, but where can we Angelinos go for, say, a pastrami? Now, Ooh. I have to get out in front of this. I'm going to give you the floor in a second, Brian, because you would think, being a hard J, mm. you know, that I am, I would know everything about delis. Um, I only started eating beef, like, a month or two ago. Mm. So I have not really been up and up on deli culture in LA at all. The only thing I base it on is the matzo ball soup and it, it varies, but I'm sure, going to go ahead sure. and assume that most people aren't asking about matzo ball soup. So I would love your recommendations. And then I have a very knowledgeable man's recommendations that I'm going to read. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad uh, Daniel mentioned pastrami specifically because the list the, the, the pastrami all-star list begins and ends with Langer's. Langer's is where you go for the world's best pastrami sandwich. Uh, I don't know if Gary has a picture of that, but I don't know for oh. a lot of show. I don't know if we're a lot of show porn on this uh, on this feed. <laughs> uh, you can check us out youtube.com slash Los Angeles Brian, magazine videos. Brian's My pants. God. Brian, Brian's pants aren't getting any looser right now. Oh, jeez, Louise. in more ways than one. Look at look at that sandwich stacked high. That, it's got the coleslaw. It's got the cheese, the Swiss cheese, the the hot Bye. pastrami, and the pastrami. If you can see, Gina, is cut thick. I'm 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 yeah. salivating as I'm looking at this. Uh, generally, this is we're looking at the famous number nineteen at uh, Langer's Deli. In uh, you I know guess, what number it is? It was the famous number nineteen. I think okay. even probably Gary knows uh, about that. In fact, I'm almost positive. I think we'd gotten these sandwiches at the our old show previously, yeah. and everyone just guessed the number nineteen with subtle variations. Um, I go straight off the menu. The number nineteen. Don't mess around. Uh, this sandwich is robust enough that I am good at half, half of this you're looking at. And the other half comes home and there's a, yeah. uh, a second meal later. But this is, I mean, this is the just, I think if you were to recommend 
a pastrami sandwich other than Langer's for someone else, you know, who's coming to the area, you're being contrarian. You, you know, you know what you're doing. You're complicit. Uh, yeah. you, you, uh, the, the, the list begins ending with Langer's. This is, this is the number one. The number 19 is number one. I mean, to you, it doesn't even sound like number one. It sounds like the only one. It really is. I mean, like, for example, I had a uh, very solid, very good uh, pastrami Reuben once at Cantor's, uh, mm-hmm. which is another very famous. And by the way, you should check out the other Yellies to contrast yeah. and compare. Cantor's is out there. Nate Nell's is out there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not hard to find these places. But since Daniel specifically mentioned pastrami, I have to, you know, give it up for the for yeah. the, our Lord and Savior, the, the number nineteen. Understood, and that looked mouth watering. I I had tri tip last night. Like I really am eating beef now. This is, I mean, it's been I it's been since nineteen ninety three that I stopped. So what was I four years old? Yeah, uh, that I stopped. You were four eating. years away from being born. <laughs> I'm just starting again, and that pastrami. I know I'm back, baby, because my mouth was watering. It's outstanding. Now, but before I yield the uh, the 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 deli floor Please. to you, I would be remiss. So, LA, lou- lousy in the best way. Lousy with uh, Jewish delis, you know, like oh, the yeah. aforementioned Langers, the aforementioned Nate Nals, the aforementioned uh, uh, Cantors. You know, there, there's just so many, sure. and they're good, all to varying degrees. You can get a solid, solid sandwich, matzo ball soup, salad, everything you want there. I'm going to take a left turn, and I've mentioned it before, but uh, you can't sleep on Bay City's Italian deli oh. out in uh, in uh, Santa Monica. Oh. This is oh. the famous Godmother sandwich on bread yeah. they bake fresh daily. That is their fresh baked bread with all the fixings. Uh, you can choose hot peppers or mild peppers. I go back and forth just depending on how I'm feeling that day. Uh, but uh, the Godmother is outstanding. Uh, it's an Italian deli, so it reminds me of uh, my hometown of San Francisco or the Bay Area, where there are many, many, many Italian delis. And this is the closest I have found by far uh, oh, to like the quality of a uh, San Francisco deli. Yeah, I've had it once or twice. That bread looks like something you want to like crawl inside of. Like, I don't need a sleeping bag. I want that. You want so the, the trick about Bay Cities is. You can do the grab-and-go. I think I mentioned on our last episode, yeah. they have a grab-and-go counter where you can avoid this, The as your your people Lengthy. say, the, the mishigas of the, uh, of the of counter. Yeah, the counter is a long wait. However, if you want that warm, fresh-baked bread, oh, you've got to go to the counter. And and, and the oh. cool thing about have you, – you've been to Bay Cities, right? I have. The cool thing is it's a market as well. Yes. So an Italian market. So you can get all sorts of manner of mustards and yes. pickles and, and root beers and craft ales and such. It's funny because when people talk about Bay City Deli and you think about like, oh, this deli, when, when you walk in, you're like, am I in the right place? Just like some little deli counter with like a little market. You're in the right place. Don't get confused. Um, it's the place with the picnic benches out front. You're in the right place. And a, just to, okay. Well, just to double check, because most people might not know, where is L- Langer's located? Uh, Langer's is not in the good part of town. So that might no, keep people away. But uh, it's, it's right adjacent to like MacArthur Park. Um, where, where, where the teenagers go to get their fake IDs at, uh, fifth and Alvarado. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe Uber (laughs) there, maybe get dropped off and picked up. Um, I, I, uh, 
I, I parked there last time and came out to some, you know, some jovial gentlemen leaning on my car, just waiting for the oh, bus. And they were sure. nice enough. They're like, oh, sorry about that. I'm like, don't worry about it. I, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to raise a stink outside MacArthur Park. Um, We'd be shocked yeah. if you lingered there, but you're welcome to linger at Langer's. There's a lot of lingering in the neighborhood. In fact, that's that's what, as far as I can tell, that's that's their chief export is lingering. I had a celebrity sighting at uh, not at Langer's, although you will. I mean, you know, the, the great Phil Rosenthal uh, sure. is often there. You may run into him, but um, I had a celebrity sighting at Bay Cities once. One of my first in the wild. Uh, really? It was a. It was. It was at the time Entourage was on and very popular. It's huge. And, and one of the stars of the show uh, was there and um, uh, snaked a table from a uh, very nice lady who was trying to sit down. And he and his friends, he and his entourage apparently needed a, because uh, it's seating is limited. This place is very is. popular. There's like, it is. there's like six park benches yeah. outside yeah. and uh, he made sure he got one. Does his name rhyme with Madrian? Uh I don't believe so. No. Does his name rhyme with, <laughs> does his last name rhyme with Philin? Who's Philin? No. Was he a Dylan? Oh, I thought he was the character. No, um, no. Per- perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, interesting. Else. Okay. I was just going to go until you gave me a <laughs> signal. Um, amazing. Okay. Good to know. Well, you know what? I think that he felt he earned it. That's right. Um, so, yes, and it's funny and totally appropriate that when, when Brian's throwing out rando delis, he's saying, you know, of course, you got your Nate Nels, you got your Cantors, and he's right. Of course, he wouldn't know from Valley Delis, so he True. didn't know to throw out, uh, well, Solly's, rest in peace, uh, the, the best matzo ball soup. Um, and does Jerry's even exist anymore? Jerry's I don't believe Deli? it. I don't believe it. There's one that is like franchise. It's like called like a Jerry's yeah. Eats or something. So RIP Jerry, yeah. you know, a real landmark. That really was. Um, Brent's um, uh, Arts, and it says on the on the marquee where every sandwich is a work of art. All right. Um, very popular, and it looks like Langer's does this too. Um, I believe this started in New York. The wedge sandwich is, an, which is an optical illusion. Okay. So when you're seeing the sandwich, and it looks, and it, I mean, for the most part, it is stacked from floor to ceiling with meat. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually stacked in a wedge. So it it's oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. Done, so it looks. It, it it looks amazing. It I mean, it looks like a tower, sure. but it's really an optical illusion. But it's it's fun. um it, it's center heavy, exactly like me. <laughs> so because Please. I know very little about deli culture, I wanted to turn to another expert, our producer Gary, who knows from the deli. And I'm just going to read strict because he gave it. Is it is Charlie okay? Mailman just showed up. Got I'm it. here alone, by the way. My <laughs> wife has absconded to the mountains with her girlfriends, and I, I'm, I'm here with the dog and the child. Good as yeah. it should be. Although you know what, so, yeah. let's make this a part of the show. When when my dog Charlie barks, he's endorsing whatever we're talking about. So the, the Gary, you're up, buddy. Okay, here we go. So Gary says, since I only started, oh no, that was me. All three of my favorites have nationwide shipping, which should, uh, to me, which is a bit of an indicator as to their popularity and fame. He does bronze, silver, and gold. So let's see who, um, not platforms. uh, Podiums. uh, Thank you, who podiums for Gary. I am not familiar with this deli. The first one, the bronze, is Wexler's Deli. Oh. Wexler's, do you know it? I've heard of it. I haven't been there. 
Locations in both Santa Monica and downtown's Grand Central Market. Oh, Wexler's. Okay, I've spent a lot of time at Grand Central Market, so okay. that sounds familiar. Um, this is a great deli with all staples that one would want, including the cleverly named MacArthur Park Sandwich, because, again, good. very much adjacent. Silver Brent's. Nice. With locations in Northridge and Westlake Village, which is why Brian knows nothing about it, right. is everything you would hope for in a traditional deli with a family feel. For my money, check out their special sandwich, Brent's number 13, Hot Pastrami and Swiss can do a fun little uh uh, brent's always will have a special place in my heart because that's where uh we went to lunch for me to introduce my father to my now husband oh i've seen the block (laughs) do you get the table it's marked clearly wait was langers was langers where you fell down the stairs no langers no that was um canters okay and Brace yourself for the most Jewish sentence you've ever heard. I fell down the stairs and broke my foot waiting for my matzo ball soup at Cantor's Deli. (laughs) That Um, hits all the bases. (laughs) And finally, no surprise. This is why Charlie's still barking. Gold goes to Langer's. And like Brian said, uh, located right across the street from MacArthur Park, which you uh, may remember from the bronze section. Langer's has been serving up Los Angeles with the best pastrami since 1947. And yes, their famous number 19 pastrami and Swiss sandwich. Uh, And uh, we did not coordinate this. Gary Gary came up with this on his own. For my money. And he says it ain't cheap. It's the best pastrami sandwich in L.A., has been for decades. Sure, it'll be for decades to come. The sheer fact that both of my runners-up have sandwiches that are not so veiled homages, I think, is what he was trying to say, Mm -hmm. to Langer's most famous item. I think that makes it clear what they're striving for. I can't wait because we have had Langer's delivered, and I've got, I don't know, like a turkey Reuben or something perfectly lovely. But you guys, the way you drool over that pastrami, I'm ready. It's it, it's kind of like oh god, like uh, any restaurant that's like don't go to the cheesecake factory and order ice cream for dessert. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, they, yeah, they have a specialty. Cheesecake. They do something. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I may have to go and, later. I may have to go tomorrow. <laughs> Gary, I'm glad you put this up because something else you people don't want to sleep on, depending on because I'm kind of picky with it. That pickle looks perfect. The pickles are great. That is a perfect pickle. It's it's a it's a slab. A, a just a big slab of pickle, and it looks like it's the exact right amount of brine. I feel very specific about um, the brine quotient of a pickle, and that one looks like it's really salty, not too sour, yeah, perfect yeah. deli pickle. I thought you said the right amount of brine, uh, which right. ma- it made me think, like, this is what I strive for, at least in my previous <laughs> employment. I, I, I don't need to be the star of the show. You're there to see the, you're there to taste the uh, pastrami. But right. what, what, what I bring to the table literally is going to be consistent, oh. delicious, and just the right yes. amount of brine. <laughs> It's when you get, it's like the deli sides when they're in the little ketchup cup and you're like, that's my side. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's the coleslaw thing. Where do you okay. stand on slaw? I know slaw is divisive. I, I, I like slaw and I prefer the creamy slaw over the vinegar slaw, but they ruin my heart for both. No, same. And the first time I ever heard of anyone using slaw as a condiment was my first time in North Carolina. I'm like, you put it on a burger? I've never heard of such oh, a thing. Sure. You know, that's a very like Southern thing, apparently. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know well, that. Southern I'm, and Jewish. 
Yes, we have a lot of crossover. I love a slaw. I love a creamy slaw. Um, I don't like it to be too sweet. I don't like when people get cute with their slaw. Just same. The right slaw there's and a, right down the middle, like you know, not too sweet, not too vinegary. Like there's right. there's a sweet spot. Have you ever been tortured with somebody serving up a side of slaw in front of you, and you look down and there are raisins in it? Well, thankfully, I, that has never happened. Although, you know, I can't say never. Perhaps I've been at a barbecue, uh, you know what I mean, where someone did that and I, I immediately turned about face, but uh, thankfully never at a restaurant. It's inappropriate. <laughs> Nobody wants it. I, I'm not one of those people that's very picky. I can kind of roll with the punches. However, I think in LA, we do um, outside the restaurant, you'll see uh, an alphabet like number to see what grade, the health code grade you get automatic number letter deduction if you serve raisins in your coleslaw okay that's fair i don't hey, care if your kitchen is spick and span rank rank your uh your deli sides your traditional deli sides for me you know we're, we're talking potato salad like maybe mm-hmm. egg salad pasta mm-hmm. salad slaw mm-hmm. of course yep i you you just named all of them okay um i would say if i was like ready to go to carb town it's got to be the really delicious mustard potato salad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, it's like a little bit mashed. It's not yeah. like whole cubed potatoes. It's kind of mashed and delicious. And we got to do an Italian like spiral fusilli pasta yeah, salad yeah. with talking. the little peppers and little olives, even though I hate olives. That's how I know I'm in the right restaurant. It's great. with the, Just like the a little bit of like the Italian dressing. Everything you said is correct. I got a soft spot for egg salad, although mm. that is, that's so robust that almost could be you know sandwiched unto itself. Sure, although sure. I love egg salad. Yeah. So we hope that that uh, answered that. I don't know that we could do any better. If that wasn't enough for you, I don't know. That's all we got. Yeah, that's you're welcome. Let's answer a couple more before we get out of here. This is a place I'm very familiar with. I don't know how familiar mm. you are with it, so let's find out. A very another hyper hyper local question but a really good one for tourists that i think most people do not know about uh chad matsumoto says is descanso gardens worth visiting and Mm. especially during the holidays with the festival of lights please discuss do you have thoughts and that's that's in pasadena correct Uh, yeah like la Cañada ish that area i I have been there been there once uh probably three years ago i think tessa was probably three at the time um it was lovely it was wonderful it it was holiday time so the lights were spectacular um the only thing i would say is i your mileage may vary i get cold very easily Mm. and this area of la is one of the coldest um it's in the foothills uh of the of the san gabriel mountains i guess and um does tend to get cold especially around december so we ended up getting hot cocoa and i don't think i even drank mine i just held it for warmth in my hands um so i found it to be very cold uh but very, very pretty um totally worth it lots of cool stuff to see uh, the lights are spectacular. I only am in the one time. I assume you've been. Yes. Well, it's funny. And I, yeah, the lights look enchanting. I have never been during the holidays. Mm-hmm. I've only ever been in the warmer months. Uh, the one opportunity I had to go um, to the holiday, uh, you know, the Festival of Lights, whatever, which is what we call Hanukkah. Um, we, you and I were on a cruise when all my friends went to go see the oh, lights interesting. in that time of year. So I have never been, we used to, Brian and I, uh, we cruise. That's right. It just, you, you know, takes time off from the show and just enjoy yeah. ourselves. 
just put our feet up on the Lido deck and we just like to cruise. You no, know, our old job uh, every year we would do a, a, a show, uh, with, you know, with a fan cruise and we had a great time. Um, so I've I've only been in the in the spring and in the fall and it is incredible. Here is a picture. I just put up the one picture. This is just a random a random footbridge with all the flora and fauna and beauty and enchantment and majesty. It's just one of the many places in the gardens. It's very it, pretty. Uh, the foliage is good too. Um, yeah, but uh, imagine this at night, just festooned oh, with lights, you know, it, it's yes. magical. It's beautiful. And, um, and it really does have something for all ages. And just in case you're not uh, familiar with it, Descanso Gardens is a 150 acre botanical garden. Whoa, that sounds it about is, right. It, it, I mean, everywhere you look, it's almost themed. There's like, you know, a garden, there's a babbling brook, there's a gazebo. I even saw somebody else uh, set up their wedding there, which I'm sure was not free because it is oh, wow. stunning. Yeah. And it is so worth visiting. Talk about something for all ages. I took my mom last time she was here, like a week and a half ago, um, and we've gone with the kid, and it's just so much fun. They have a little amphitheater; it's just beautiful. But of course, you'll see like some people who are, you know, elderly, just sort of sitting and enjoying, and it's beautiful. You'll see, you know, people our age kind of walking around with the kids. A lot of people do their family pictures there, sure. and yes, you'll see Gen Zers dressed to the nines. Mm. I mean, when I go, I'm there to be comfortable because there's a lot of inclines. It's like a zoo. How you're like, why am I still going uphill? You know, it's just kind of, it's not a flat surface. It's just up and down. And you'll see so many youngins getting those Instagram selfies in the most gorgeous backgrounds. It's very so Instagrammable. Yes, there is something for everybody. So if you're like, if you think it's going to be a boring old time, you know, with the family, make sure you have a pretty dress on and you'll want to take a lot of pictures. And Brian, of course, I'm talking to you. Noted. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so definitely uh, that's, and that's something that like, like for a tourist, when my mom and I, we got back from Solvang, another place that I know you've been to many times, our producer Gary has been to many times and we got home. We're like, well, what do you want to do? We have like six hours before dinner. I was like, Let's go to Sconso Gardens. And we just went. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. Good place to spend a couple, two or three hours. Absolutely. Final question from JFJ. J-A-Y-U-F-F-J-A-Y. Uh, he said, I did 28 years in the Air Force and had a terrific career, but I joined pretty impulsively. There's a story there. Would love to hear it sometimes, uh, JFJ. I was not, it was not the path I envisioned going on when I was younger. Would your high school self be surprised at where you are in your careers now? I have a lot of explaining to do. Like, first of all, what happened to the hair? Secondly, uh, what, 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 what's a podcast? What's YouTube? What's a smartphone? I mean, this would be a long conversation. How'd you land that hottie? I, I understand the premise. So let's skip yes. all of, you know, the, the hey, right. someday there's going to be, you know, your entire music collection is going to be in your hands and not on your right. wall. Uh, yeah. But let's skip all that. Um, sure. I don't know about you, Gina, but I, I had a very, at the time, this is bringing a full circle we were talking about earlier, I had a very clear career path laid out in front of me. I really wanted to be like a professional journalist, um, ideally like a sports writer. I had this romantic notion that like nothing would be cooler than like being a beat reporter and traveling with the team and like, you yeah. know, reporting from the games. I realize now that's a miserable lifestyle. I want nothing to do with it. But at the time, it seemed like the coolest thing ever. 
Um, so I, I would I would have had to explain to my high school self, like, no, you're not a sports journalist. You're barely a journalist of any kind, uh, but you do work for a magazine and uh, mil- millions of people hear your thoughts. Yes, and your mom. That's right. Millions of moms. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's well said. I would have to say a resounding yes and also a resounding no. And here's where the split is. So would high school Gina be shocked in any way that there was a microphone involved? Mm. Absolutely not. My senior superlative was most likely to go to Broadway. Little did they know I did not have the talent for that sort of thing. Mm. But in Kansas, I was the most likely. So the fact <laughs> you were that a I'm Kansas in- Broadway 10. <laughs> And the sad thing is, I was nowhere near a Broadway ten in Kansas because I didn't get in to the music program, Come but on. I did get into the theater program. There you go. So, um, in 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 college, oh my goodness! Excuse me. Did you Red hear alert? that? Did barely, you hear that? Barely, okay, that was weird. Bit. Okay. Anyway, that was. This is not my computer. You guys don't care. Okay. So, um, here's the deal. Obviously, I'm not shocked that I had something to do with entertainment. I would have been very surprised if it was outside of this realm of the entertainment industry. And in one way or another, that would have surprised me. However, I grew up not thinking, knowing for a fact that the only people who go into radio are very old, very Mm. boring fathers. I grew up with a father in radio and a father on sports and TV, and I wanted nothing to do with it. It sounds awful. I'm going to be on stage like a proper lady. Um, turns out I loved the, the family medium, and I never would have expected myself to specifically be in radio. Obviously, podcasting didn't exist, but I am so happy uh, I'm here and that our paths have Brian and my path converge over and over and over again. He can't shake me, though he may try. Yeah, despite my best efforts, uh, she's still around. Yeah. So that is uh, round two of Q&A. And we uh, thank you for the questions. And we hope that helps you get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, and we'll send your questions to uh, at yeah. Gina Grad at Bald Brian with a Y. Uh, happy to uh, happy to get those, and if we don't get to them right away, we'll file them away for a future episode. Yes, please. And something else that I hope you don't file away because it is right around the corner is Mother's Day, Brian. If you don't do oh. it up for your wife, oh my God! Uh, let me make a suggestion to you, though. Please, please, because there are moments in life that transform you, that shape who you are and who you want to be. There are people who inspire you and those who motivate you to go further than you've ever dreamed possible. And sometimes a place or a point in time comes to define the very essence of who you are. For those memories, there is Alex and Ani. They create meaningful jewelry that honors your spirit, tells your story. Go find it at alexandani.com, and that goes double. For Mother's Day, their Mother's Day collection honors the unstoppable force and strength of a mother's love, and they deserve to be honored. These women birthed you and raised you. How dare you not get them the finest uh, jewelry? Head over to Alex and Ani to get something beautiful for your mom. And I actually just put up a little 60-second video the uh, other day, last week, showing two of my collection of Alex and Ani jewelry that I paid for, by the way. I love this company. So um, please join me over there at alexandani.com. All right. Well done. Thanks. I guess we're done. Take a breath. Take a breath. You earned it. (laughs) 
Connect with us on Twitter at LA Mag. That's L A M A G. And the aforementioned YouTube.com slash Los Angeles Magazine videos. Um, yeah. And check out all the great stuff Gina's doing over there. It's, uh, it's uh, voluminous. Oh, it is like my hair. I've got, they got me doing something there every day. And I just start talking. I'm like Michael Scott. I start talking. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to end. And yet they keep letting me do it. You're a so, seasoned uh, broadcaster. It's going to end well. Thank you. There, uh, I have thoughts about multi-level marketing. I have thoughts about, I wasn't going to share this, but last week I decided why not tell my nearest and dearest friends on the internet how my boob fell out when I was eating sushi two weeks ago and okay. someone had to tell me. So go and uh, find yourself on that video and uh, let me know what you think. Um. And it's my favorite sushi place, and I feel weird. I've not, I've not been back. Oh, no. So anyway, <laughs> a lot of good videos over there. You might and... be invited back on a permanent basis. <laughs> I'm the new hostess. What yeah, are you seriously. talking about? Now All right. <laughs> we'll do this again in just a couple days. That's Brian. I'm Gina. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at at baldbrian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at at lamag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.